0: the NFL Podcast. Doesn't care too much about what others think.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I come to you from a virtual room filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal. You know, this was one of the great, like, shots of my uh, career occurred. Um, on Tuesday night, doing my assignment, which I've been doing since 2012, writing Hard Knocks review. Ricky, do you have the clip from Hard Knocks this week? I'm really not satisfied. I want a lot more. That guy's gonna blow up this year. Mark my words. Take him in your fantasy drafts. I'll go with a guy who has it. Um, CD Lamb. <laughs> yes, uh, that was the old Zeuser's voice talking about CD Lamb, and it was a uh, taken from. The around the NFL broadcast, and it was Mark in the shot, and Connie in the shot, and Greg not in the shot. Uh, so let's just break it down there. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool that ATN made hard knocks. That felt like a real career achievement. Greg, I do feel bad about the timing of it uh, because you're not
2: someone who takes a lot of vacation. That was just that one show. Yeah, never show. will, uh, never will visit my parents again. Um, <laughs> that half of. That's second on Hard Knocks. I think it'll. It's just the first of many, though. Um, you, you, you know. I think it's great. Don't, you know, you you got the you got the big talk. You got the vocal. You know, you got the words out there. That's the big spot. So next time we'll, we'll be back on that again. I I don't want to be like the like. Um, I saw someone in your mentions very upset. Like they weren't on it. That's a bad. That's a bad look. That's bad. Who is
1: someone? Just a, a street <laughs> a person off the someone street. Someone else. No, within our company on the talent oh. side. Um, because Patrick Claybon, another friend oh, yeah. of the he, show, had a nice like, camera. Really well. he like, got the
2: camera. Yeah. Not only did Claybon
1: get um, on the show, he was actually because he was on the scene at camp, and they had the tight shot on Claibon's beautiful face. I mean, the guy, I mean, handsome man. It's almost annoying how good looking Patrick is. In addition to nice and smart and good at his job, but uh, I'm in the weeds. Awesome. The Claibon's there. Someone else at the company that works for the company. That was at that camp has yet to get on the show. She's,
3: she's I have to turn. ask you, to, Dan, your Let's reaction. Go. Let's
2: get Jane on the show. Get Jane Slater on the show. Hard Knocks producers. I mean, we, we're going to bring it up. It's true. She's been covering them. You want if you're if you're covering them, you you're looking for that shot where you like ask the question at the press. Let's
1: get Jane on too. We'll we'll yeah. ask her like how mad she actually is. I want to find that out. Uh, what's that, Mark?
3: Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, you have been extremely pro Hard Knocks. Um, I have been. If anything, milk toast in my reaction to Hard Knocks from its inception. <laughs> what if they had grabbed a soundbite where I happened to be saying something about CD Lamb Ooh. with you sitting there and not saying a word? What would have happened to what would it, what would how would, would we have handled that? I we think we would that not would have be been talking a, a, about
1: this right now. It would be
3: no, it would it not come be part up on the, the show. show. It, it would up. be like when the NFL Network did a
2: commercial uh, of around the NFL <laughs> and Dan d- didn't have a speaking line in that commercial
3: and he immediately complained <laughs> about it. I never That's complained to like.
1: anyone outside of you guys but that wasn't believed well suddenly there here. was a
3: new ad like a fortnight later so I, it's, maybe it was just mystical powers
1: but I will say this Mark how does it, that had to be a bit bittersweet for you because it is the show you hate more than any other show in the world so for your face to be on it had to be something like it's cool that I'm mm. out there but I also I hate this show so much well,
3: I, 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 number one I don't hate it but my dislike for it certainly lessens when they're featuring me on it I'm, just, <laughs> I'm cozying up to it um, I'm going to watch it again It's a good product. Maybe they're listening
1: to this podcast, and they're like, we know how to get Sessler.
3: Smart. You know, let's go Rams, invite me to some games, bring me into your luxury suites. You know, everything will start to change. Um, Coming up on... So that was cool, though.
1: That was very cool. You know what else is cool? Connor Orr. That's our buddy. He hasn't been on the show in a minute. He will be on the the show today when we uh, unveil team slogans for the 2021 season's. Uh, Season, So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, But before that, let's do some news.
4: I have a uh, big legal file full of uh, newspaper articles of why I was breaking up with the Cincinnati Bengals about 10 or 15 years ago.
5: You (laughs) broke up with the team yourself?
4: Yeah, well, I feel like they kind of left me at the altar and gave me no choice. If they're not going to love me, why would I love them back? I don't want to be Charlie Brown. Yeah, I'm not going to be the Charlie Brown.
1: Oh, man, it's so good to hear Wes's voice, Uh, and uh, that, of course, ties back to the major development earlier this week when you told the story about uh, Chris Wessling's divorcing the Bengals' dossier that Lakeisha rescued out of a uh, trash bin at NFL Network headquarters uh, last week, and uh, yes, we wondered, we talked about it on the show, Greg, Like, when did we even start talking about the dossier we brought it up for the first time in forever last week and it, it ended up being a faithful reference
2: uh but it, way back it was
1: indeed the first year of this show in 2013
2: hmm. yeah I, one of our listeners pointed out it should have been around october 13th he found a, a tweet of yours and uh we'll have a nice little a nice little ending to our show here our listeners can can wait for a little call back there
1: i was saying i said to erica uh, uh, yesterday, it was just so nice to hear Wes's voice. I don't think we've played his voice on the show since uh, since he passed. So uh, I'm sure the listeners enjoy that as well. And as Greg said, we'll play a little bit of a longer clip of Wes talking about his dossier at the end of today's show. All right, let's get to the news. Um, let's start with some crushing injury news for my beloved New York Jets. It surrounds Carl Lawson, unblockable in training camp, uh, in other organized team activities. He seemed to be the guy that was going to break, yes, that streak. The Jets have not had a big-time premier pass rusher since John Abraham left in 2006. And uh, Lawson was going to be that guy and be the key for Robert Sala's defense. Well, I don't think so anymore because Lawson, during a joint practice with the Green Bay Packers, uh, heard a pop in his Achilles, carted off the field, uh, we're waiting, as the as we record this, for the results of that MRI, but it does not sound good. So, Blossom signs a three-year, $45 million contract in free agency, and uh, it looks like his first year with the Jets might not ever get off the ground, and I am dead inside. Such a bummer.
3: You, I mean, you look at, like, the... I don't want to be around anymore. Stop it, Erica.
2: <laughs> it, it is, because, I don't know, like, I loved this signing when it happened. I loved everything I... I heard about him this uh, training camp and off season. I thought he was undervalued as much money as they paid him. I thought it was going to be one of those free agent deals that ends up being even better than you think. As we're taping this, as you mentioned, Dan, we are still waiting for final word. Usually these things don't go well when they think it's going in a certain direction. I, I tried to ask around, and I, I think there was some question whether there could be a, a better scenario than than worst case but we'll see and it's a killer for them because I, I think they need that defensive line to make up for the secondary it's like and him specifically right you're he was such a key your coverage is going to be as good I think as your front end or vice versa and we know the back end of the Jets defense has problems so they needed the front line to make up for it and and if Lawson is out for the year, that that's going to be a lot tougher.
3: And you give Joe Douglas credit because he put a lot of money into Lawson to solve that eternal pass-rushing void. But he's put a lot of money into C.J. Mosley, too. There's been terrible luck with these big-name players that they brought in to alter their defense. And you know, when they talk about Achilles, a lot of times, like, you know, I saw a tweet from someone who is an on-field trainer that says, you know right away, you'll go get the MRI, but... It rolls yeah, up. An, the Achilles it, rolls yeah, up. Yeah, you, you, you just, you know, and so... I, ima- I imagine they do. And it's, uh, you know, I know that you have to do these practices. We have to do these preseason games. But I start more and more to side with these coaches that just keep their star players out of as much action as possible. It's tougher for the Jets. They're learning a new scheme. Uh, you know, Lawson's in a new scheme. What are you going to do, though? impossible. You can't, you can't not I, practice. I'm not saying that. I just, the one thing that I find annoying for specifically like a hard, hard bitten Jets fan base is that you're just sort of waiting around for killer news to arrive before week one. And it just seems like every couple of days there's one of these. And, uh, you know, I, yes, you have to practice, but last year there was a lot less of this and it was fine. Sheldon uh- Rankins was carted off too, but there wasn't
2: less injuries. In fact, I, I hate, I don't want to spit in the sky as your mom would say, Dan. Um, but I was thinking how this training camp has been thankfully devoid of a lot of major injuries. So was the first week of the preseason and, I I am a little more of the school in terms of even playing preseason players like the Patriots and some other teams do that. It's like it's ultimately you have to play football to like play football. And whether it happens now or in week one or week three, like it, it's terrible for the, the team and for the player. And there's, there's no way to avoid it. I, I do think there's there's something to the fact of like the way the players train and how muscular and big they are now, maybe that does lead to more of these types of injuries than used to happen in the seventies and eighties, which if you go look at the numbers it you really there really are, but that's that's something you can't avoid. I don't know what you do about that
1: um no it it's it's not fun being a Jets fan. And I'm not going to turn this into a pity party, but it's Sheldon just Rankins
2: like, was also carted off today too. And he's a guy with an injury history uh, who they're hoping to start. Uh, it didn't sound as serious, but he did have a right. a, a pretty serious, possibly serious injury. I just,
1: history. I don't know, man. It's just like, sometimes it just makes you wonder. It's, it's just, how does it always happen to the Jets? And, and he did. And Joe Douglas was not responsible, responsible for the uh, CJ Mosley signing, that was Mike McCagnin, but it was the same deal where Mike, uh, CJ Mosley signed this big contract, came over from the Ravens, was the star of training camp, was absolutely dominating in his first game in week one, and then popped his groin and missed the entire year with it, and then opted out last year, and it's just been like, okay, so that didn't work. Lawson, same thing, dominant throughout training camp. For him now to go, it every Jet fan knows that you're the ceiling on your season, which already wasn't high necessarily, just went down um, significantly because he was kind of the Jenga piece of everything Sol is trying to do, and they'll be trying to play catch-up all year as a result. So I just,
2: I'm, I'm pissed. C- curious to see Mosley, by the way. We haven't mentioned C.J. Mosley in a long time. I am curious to see him this year. This was one of one of the best inside linebackers in the league at one point, and he will be playing on this Jets team. So I am curious. He He could give them a little bit of a boost there. Uh, one star of the jets past that I also didn 't work out is Jamal Adams.
1: He has now signed a new contract with the Seattle Seahawks. This went down a little earlier in the week it 's four years seventy million dollars very good money uh for Adams, who uh, is now as expected the highest paid safety um, in the n f l um, and it is not i guess it 's not at the level money wise as the true superstars um might get, but that's a, a, a I guess a product of his position, and it doesn't really matter ultimately. The Seahawks needed to get this guy back on the field, and now he's there and he's paid, and they can go
0: forward.
3: I feel like there's like a lot of negative reaction to this uh, that you know, I, I get that Jamal Adams um, is a little ponderous and you know seems to always be talking about money, but that's also like ninety eight percent of the players in my book, but he's getting paid less than Darius Leonard, as we mentioned on our network show. Who got twenty million a year, and like everyone glowed over that year, that deal, and looks at the Colts front office is forward thinking. And yes, I get the Seahawks were kind of jammed into this. That's the part I don't like is that they kind of just got stuck into this thing. Where let's say he had uh, declined last year, I think they still would have been kind of hamstrung to overpay him. But he made a big difference on the field last year. It's like this is a great player if he's put in the right position. I I, I don't hate the contract. It's not that much money for someone who could be the center of their defense.
2: Well, safeties are underpaid. I, I thought they had a good team-friendly contract. I, if you really look at the true guarantees, it's closer to $20 million. I mean, it, it's actually almost shocking how little it is compared to some of the tackles that signed. Like, Nate Solder had a much better contract than Jamal Adams signing with the Giants years ago. Uh, safeties just do not get paid. There's a lot of good safeties who are about to become free agents tyron matthew jesse bates harrison smith marcus may and they're gonna all slot in probably under jamal adams so i i think it's a good bargain he's a unique player who i think has a coaching staff too who will know how to use him and kind of max him out the next few years in other injury news
1: bad injury news no injury news is good injury news tevin jenkins the second round draft pick of the chicago bears who's slated to be their Starting left tackle, well, he is probably done for the year after uh, lingering back issues have now led to back surgery. And the Bears hope to have him back this season, but that could be op- overly optimistic. And now the team is scrambling uh, to find a replacement. Jason Peters, the long time, and I say long time tackle of the Eagles, who was on the street turning 40 in January, he has been added to the roster as a potential uh, fill in. Uh, but the Bears will be scrambling now, especially after deciding not to bring back Charles Leno, the uh, incumbent tackle of a year ago. Bad news for Chicago.
2: If they cut Leno, who played every snap practically the last handful of years at a solid enough level, and he was at a below-market contract. It didn't make sense at the time. We first guessed that one. Like I, We talked about that. They're like, why Why are they cutting Charles Leno exactly? Like You want to have an extra tackle. And a lot of times after the draft, you slot in these rookies. You're just like, okay, that problem's... Set, uh, you know, there there's our second round pick, left tackle solved. It's like, it doesn't, A, he might not play that well, and then B, something like this could happen. And it felt like an unforced error considering the other guys that they're paying a lot of money, like Jimmy Graham on this roster.
3: I'm with you. It's like you definitely, I think you need to see tackles over the course of, a, they're at least their first season to get a really good picture of who they are. And this was a player with known back issues. They trade up for him. The back issues of a different variety now um show up i think it's super concerning like yeah he probably won't play this year but in general like back issues for a tackle um don't and you know that's not something that's going to just fade away in five minutes like the bears have done some very questionable things i think justin fields helped them out hugely from a q rating angle but that front office is lucky to still be around
2: wonder if this makes them more worried about playing fields or you could say less because you want a mobile quarterback at some point i it shouldn't really have an impact but it uh, you know, If I'm a Justin Fields fan, I'm a little concerned about it. I'd
3: always be more uh, worried about playing Andy Dalton, but I hear you. It's fair.
1: And happy trails to Tim Tebow, cut loose by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that was a thing, and now it's no longer a thing. And also Josh Rosen, the former number 10 overall pick uh, a couple of years back, who was not playing well with the 49ers and couldn't even win the third-string backup job. So two former first-round pick. Picks head in to the sunset. That is what's happening in the news.
0: Hey, you guys.
2: What?
5: Um, I actually have little Jordan Humphrey like on the line. He's like,
0: here. What? R-
2: little right J? Now? Little J in the house?
1: Our guy? Okay. Are, you're joking.
0: No, like right now I'm going to put him in, okay?
1: Oh, Ricky. Look at you, Ricky. All right. All right. Here we go. Wow, this is exciting. Excellent work, Ricky. Now joining us the New Orleans Saints, wide receiver, former Texas star, wide receiver. And now he's looking to make a big impact in the NFL. Lil Jordan Humphrey, welcome to the Around the
4: NFL podcast, Woo-hoo! Lil Jordan.
6: Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Okay, so,
1: all right, so this podcast is stupid sometimes, and we, we fall <laughs> down these wormholes that we struggle to dig out of. And um, as, as you see, perhaps right now, um i'm dan that's mark that's greg those are three of the most boring white guy names imaginable <laughs> sure. and then there's little jordan humphrey who to me has the best name in the nfl going right now and did the research your mom gave it to you correct me if i'm wrong your mom gave you the name it's not a nickname mm-hmm. it's a full name because your older mm-hmm. brother said name him michael jordan mm-hmm. <laughs> and your mom was like well let's slow down to pump the brakes on an mj situation Lil jordan it is is that all check out or is wikipedia failing me
6: uh, that's correct. That's correct.
1: All right, cool. So, like, do you go by Lil Jordan? Or what do your teammates call you? I'm just out of curiosity. Let's start there.
6: I mean, I go by Lil Jordan, LJ. Most people call me LJ because, uh, you know, it just, I get the question all the time. That's your real name. That's your real name. Everybody <laughs> right. thinks it's a nickname, but I just go by LJ to keep it short and simple, you know. But, um, yeah, Lil Jordan, my real name. I, I, I love to go by that, but I just keep it, you know what I mean, normal.
3: Do you yeah. run into trouble, let's say, if you were, like, you know, applying for, like, a lease car or maybe if you at some point were looking to get a job and had to write Little Jordan in, like, the very official boxed piece of paper? Are they saying, what's going on here with this?
6: Uh, I mean, luckily, I haven't had to, like, fill out any job applications for that, you know what I mean? And <laughs> I can deal with right? that. but um. Uh other than that, like I, I don't run into any problems. I just look at it, I show my ID, you know, and just it's an easy process. Uh they always his ID. It's gotta be his real
2: name. I mean, you could you could take it two ways, like you, you your name's little Jordan Humphrey, you gotta carry that on your shoulders, you know? Yes. Like you yes. could either back down or you could become like a UT legend and and be making this Saints <laughs> team. So you, it must it must have given you something to to live up to. Facts, it did. It definitely
6: did. I mean, I guess it's just that mother inspiration. you know what I mean? She thinks she saw something special in me when she had me, so hey, you
1: know. So, why did, not? so did your mom start to get worried when you kept growing? Because this is the thing that's really been tripping me up, the six foot four thing. Yeah. And it's like everybody
2: wants to be tall. Every guy wants to be tall. We don't all get to be speak, tall. Speak for yourself. I'm loving five five. Look at my happy life, beautiful wife, like great career. It it suits me. Greg so Greg always wanted to be five and a half feet tall, but everybody else wants
1: to be six four. <laughs> And you are. So at any point, did it ever cross your mind? Um, maybe I need to make a modification here. And again, it's a little tricky because it's not a nickname. It's a birth name, and it's from your mom. But once you go five ten, five eleven, six, yeah. one, two. Did it ever cross your mind? Maybe it's time to mix it up, or did you like the the kind of big, J. the yin and yang of it all? <laughs>
6: uh, I mean, I never really thought about it like that. Um, I, know. I mean, I just I got know. kicked and taller, but I was like, it's my name, so like, I'm never going, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I just never thought about it like that.
2: We're, stu- We're so stupid. It um, is um,
1: like that's the thing. Like, why can't we just focus on the <laughs> Saints wide receiver battle? Why do we I should. keep getting hung up? on the name and um Shit. so any any adjustments like large large jordan humphrey or not so lil
0: nah. uh jordan
1: humphrey there's also one what if it was kept lil jordan humphrey open parenthetical who's actually six foot four closed parenthetical
6: no nah. yeah. <laughs> i'm good all, hell, you. all right i give up
1: <laughs> it is uh, at, it's,
6: you know, in all reality it's just a name you know what i mean just it's a little different but um hopefully you know what i'm saying i can i do I do enough just so like it becomes uh a normal thing you know what
1: I mean so yeah I know I'm sorry we're dwelling on it i i, I I'm gonna try to move on. i am actually curious um lil jordan l j um mm-hmm. about this saints wide receiver room. It's kind of a weird at least from our perspective with the saints right now it's kind of a an unusual off season and that there are so many question marks when they've been so locked and loaded the last mm-hmm. few years and one thing that stands out is um you are an uh, undrafted. Uh, player there are seven of you i believe that are fighting for big time reps uh in that wide receiver room everybody knows michael thomas and that he's dealing with the ankle surgery but there seems to be a real opportunity here for you to really uh, make an impact in your third season here
6: yeah i mean um it's a great opportunity honestly i'm just trying to seize that and um just by going out there working every day competing and hopefully i you know i'll find a spot on this team the squad
2: Right, you entered such a crazy situation. You know, you you get to be there for the last year of Drew Brees. Now it's like a you know a different quarterback room. Although Jameis Winston and, and Taysom Hill were there before, but now they're battling for the lead spot. What I just got to be curious as a longtime um, believer in Jameis Winston. What is that guy like uh, in the locker room? Like as your quarterback, as one of the as one of the <laughs> right. leaders on this team now.
6: <laughs> I mean. Great guy, um, you know somebody you can talk to about anything. Um, he's gonna he's gonna lead you in the right direction. Uh, he's also gonna have fun with it. So um, I mean, he's I, he's a guy that you you want as a quarterback. And same with Taysom. Like I don't know, it's gonna be a hard decision for Coach to make. That you know what I mean. So what uh, if
1: what if Jameis tries to eat the W again in the pregame <laughs> huddle? Like, would he lose the team if he did it, or would people like be like, oh, cool callback, man, we're we're in on it. Where, where we come.
6: I doubt he'll lose a team, you know, um, <laughs> that's just him. You know what I mean? He's different about how he approached things and yeah, um, you, you can't knock him for it. Cause he brings energy when he does uh, the way he does his thing. So, um, I mean, I, I doubt, I doubt that he'll lose a team. I think he brings <laughs> energy, bringing few troubles, loosen people up and stuff. So, yeah.
3: I know also at Texas that you, um, you were a poet. You wrote a couple of, um, poems that went, I would call viral, semi-viral. Uh, yeah. what kind of poem Will the Saints write this season in your Ooh, mind? That's
6: a good
1: question, Mark.
3: Mm. Whoa, Sesler. Mm.
6: What kind of poem? Uh hopefully a great one. honestly. Um I feel like we got the tools to do to have a great season. We just gotta, you know what I mean, keep working, try to get better during this training camp. And you know, just leave uh just trust in coach's plan, uh the coach's plan and execute it at the best of our abilities. And I think we'll be fine
2: what was your poetry style? Cause I, I know Mark must, must've done this for each just saw that and felt the kinship. He is definitely the the poet. He, he would love to go viral with the poem. It hasn't quite <laughs> happened for him yet. Like how did yeah, he did not?
6: <laughs> I couldn't tell you the poem style. Um, it's been a minute. I think I wrote it, what, 2017, 2018. Um, but I just like to write sometimes, you know, uh, just get my, get, get my mind on some clear my mind on the paper. So yeah. Uh, uh i don't have a specific style let's say that
1: well Lil jordan thank you for joining us and i would like to make an announcement for anyone listening now that we have asked the line of questioning about his name moratorium no one asks lj about his name any longer is what it is he's not changing it he likes it he loves his mom get off his back let him start on the football (laughs) uh LJ Humphrey, Little Jordan, thank you, buddy, and uh, best of luck this season. Good luck, um, thank, thank you, so Thanks, much. man. Thank you, appreciate you. Look at Richard so coming much. through with the booking. There he goes, <laughs> Little Jordan, LJ, and Erica. Props to Erica. I was kind of joking, to be quite honest with you, when I said let's get Little Jordan Humphrey on the show, and then uh, he shows up and you roll with the punches. That was fun.
0: Yeah, thanks. The email I had to send a booking for, like, why we wanted him, <laughs> it was like, um,
3: yeah,
2: we're he really interested. To be curious if, like, we were joking too for, for a chunk of it, but he was a good sport.
3: Well, I think five questions into the name origin, um, he probably figured out we weren't going to go in too many other directions with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he was indeed a good sport. Speaking of good sports, uh, we have another guest now, and he, he is, uh, the honorary mayor of Minot, South Dakota. North Dakota? South Dakota. North Dakota? Maybe he could help us out. And he is a longtime friend of the show, former colleague. Let's welcome him back. He's in the best shape of his life. Connor Orr, <laughs> welcome back to uh, the run the NFL podcast. What's up, buddy? And is it North or South Dakota? I know you know.
3: Minot, North Dakota, right? There you
1: go. Oh, shit. Sh- you don't know either. <laughs> Ricky so you are
3: the, you're the honor you you are the mayor in waiting what how would you it's it's North Dakota you know okay. I have like that inability
5: to you can convince me of anything and so like when Dan had expressed doubt at the beginning I was like <laughs> like I have the frisbee sitting right behind me that I think says North Dakota on it and uh you know Yes. I don't even
0: know what I typed in my naughty
1: North Dakota. What are you? Can you
5: spell it? That's a it?
2: whole different
1: uh, place. Well, predated Ricky, I guess. What is or it? She wasn't paying attention. during. Yeah, that there's a
2: solid the like 87 percent of our listenership. That's probably not familiar with my not. But it's like one of the most important uh, cities in the country. My not is a
1: city in North Dakota. And um, for those not in the know, Connor once built a Madden franchise or was it a college football franchise? Whatever it was. For EA Sports, his video games that he loves so much, and um, talked about it on the show, and then my knock got all hot in the pants and sent a bunch of swag to us, and I think they gave Connor the key to the city. I, it got pretty wild. The key to the city
5: never showed up, and uh, it led to like this long festering conspiracy that, um, <laughs> like, I think at the time I was mad at Greg, and I just thought he was keeping it and not giving it to me and so like for a long time i was just like god this guy is just like you know plays dirty uh, what, i really want this facts thing to did you have to suggest like that nothing uh, nothing okay. to support Based on it. Uh, zero. yeah all right
1: um, greg this is the chance to <laughs> take it out and make make the wrong right
2: yeah i do remember that that time that connor was was mad at me um during his entire employment <laughs> at the nfl it was good
1: the greg
2: manager face
1: so many uh exciting times but connor um forget about my not let's not forget about it it's part of the show's history we love my not but let's now spin forward what is up with you buddy how you doing uh what's going on are you are you are you professionally fulfilled are you personally fulfilled uh take us through it all
5: Everything is uh, everything's great, you know? Uh, Sports Illustrated is great. The football preview issue hits stands in a week from now, which I think everybody should uh, should go by. And our the MMQB podcast is a lot of fun. Uh, and and we've, we've gotten a lot of crossover listeners, which has been awesome. Like, we, we've gotten emails from a lot of people from ATN that have bounced over there. And, uh, and so that's been really cool. Um, Hopefully
3: we haven't lost them. You're saying that they're listening to both. You haven't pulled <laughs> I, them. I've made them all sign
5: agreements, uh, stating <laughs> that they'll only listen
3: to one podcast. Which I've so wait—that's you,
2: Jenny. Is Breer involved with this? It's me, Bert. Jenny, and our uh, our senior editor
5: Gary Gramling. Okay. Uh, it makes up the MMQB podcast. I think uh, uh, Albert has a uh, a show, a YouTube show now. So no, it's we're good trying to, to appeal to that, the kids. Think, yeah, yeah. that makes
1: sense. So let me ask you this before we get into it, because fun seg, we're gonna come up with team slogans um heading into the 2021 season with connor's help but to me at least if you're in our age range and connor you're younger but you're still i think fit under this when you were going through j school and you had your dreams of being a big uh, sports writer the holy grail was are you writing the cover story the gamer for the super bowl for si Is that a possibility for Connor Orr as we kind of look forward, maybe I don't know about this year, but maybe in the next five years. Do you think you're on a path where you might write the sports illustrated gamer for the Super Bowl?
5: Um oh Is it possible? I I would say this. Uh the the two people who do it now, Greg Bishop and Jenny Vrentis, are both uh very young and very incredible, and the work that they've put into that um is is staggering. And so I would say that, like, I I would jump at the chance to uh, to do it one day. Uh, but I, I I don't know where I fall in very in the diplomatic. lineage. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to be born in the right royal birth order. And uh, mm. I seem to have gotten wedged in there. But I will I will say I've gotten to help uh, a couple times, like, uh, and and contribute some stuff, which uh, which was very cool. And uh, yeah, I mean just. The amount of work that they do on that is, is, is staggering. I mean, Jenny Jenny's
3: sort of a mentor to you, Connor. So it would be you kind of having to take your mentor and throw her under the bus to get the assignment, which is dirty. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think
2: they're both young and, and trusting. I, I know them both a little bit. So I think they'd be susceptible to foul play. <laughs> Just saying.
5: The thought vulnerable. has crossed. Yeah, I mean, the thought to to sort of you know Frank Underwood, the whole thing has occurred to me, um, and it's just something that I'm keeping in my back pocket. I've I've lived the first half of my life as sort of a as sort of a quiet guy, but I, that that exists inside all of us somewhere.
1: That's Greg, our former manager, talking about how he has scouted, who is vulnerable, who could be manipulated. Let's get into it. Do you have the key to the city, Greg?
6: <laughs> yeah.
1: What about what we, the producer that took our about?
2: Stitcher? Does she have it? I mean, oh, that would um, be troubling. That was, yeah, I think she was gone. She was gone by then. Did what? Did they promise you a key to the city and say they, they were going to send was it? Ma-
5: they said it was mailed to Culver City, um, and mm-hmm. it was never forwarded to me. I the only reason I think I got some of the other stuff that was sent to me is I happened to be in the office on like. That one time a year, I would show up to re-sign my contract when a giant that giant box came, and uh, like I got like tank tops, uh, I got a koozie, <laughs> I got pens, I got a frisbee that was behind me, and uh, like pretzels, uh, like vanilla icing oh, coated yeah, pretzels, were which were just ridiculously good. Yeah. Just to
3: let you know, our mailroom um, there are there are anecdotes of our mailroom Dan knows A couple of stories where they have um, hardcore flagged. Packages that have arrived and they've never really gotten to. Well, they've um, ended careers. They've ended careers. They've never. Maybe they saw. You know, who is this? This NFL scribe receiving a giant gold or silver key? Um, We're sending this straight to your higher boss above Greg, who no longer is with the company.
5: (laughs) That also checks out. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Let's get to it. Team slogans for 2021. Connor, um, we're going to go through them. We're going to just kind of cycle through teams, and if you. This is, I sent a text to the boys yesterday, and I, I laid it out like this. You could have one slogan, five, 12, 32. And we're just going to rip through the teams. And when you have a slogan, let me know. Okay? And we'll do it that sure. way. And let's start in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. I'll get us going. Uh, Cole Beasley does not represent the views of the Buffalo Bills ownership or related properties. <laughs>
2: Solid. <laughs> they're they're like over ninety percent. That's long. That's long for a slogan. But uh, I did notice, you know, their their left tackle Dion Dawkins, who um, was in the hospital with COVID, he was partially vaccinated. M- maybe the highest paid player on their team, other than Josh Allen, I-, I think, and you know one of their best players, and said he not to take go too serious, but he was worried he might die, um, and so. They asked him about Cole Beasley, and, and and it's a it's a tricky thing. And he he was he was he played it pretty cool. He's like, you know, I, I respect anyone uh, wants to have their own wishes, but I am so thankful uh, that I was partially vaccinated, or I might have died. You wonder if like they, these things. What does come partially up? mean? Was he in between he jabs, had, or did he just not? Yeah, get Yeah, he one? he got the jab at the start of training camp, like a lot of players did once they got sort it. of were compelled to, uh, and got COVID days later, or almost like immediately later. I feel um, like the
5: the jab thing has become very commonplace now. And I don't like – does anybody else not like that? And they say, like, you got the jab. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it Oh, no, I can't. I I can't. It makes me That's literally That's the first possible. time
1: I've ever said that. And yeah. I, even as I was saying it, I was like, I'm not going to say that ever again.
5: It's in headlines now. It's like, Falcons, 100% jab. jabbed. I didn't want to take it jabbed
2: too serious the there, but that felt like, like a weird, wild story. Like, there, there are two of your biggest leaders on your offense. Like, uh, you do wonder – what kind of conversations happen in cases like that because they all had to have been pretty worried that Deion Dawkins is laid up in a hospital worried that he might die
3: a mere 31 more teams to get through
2: (laughs) (laughs) up next the New England Patriots anybody got one? Did not do. <laughs> good job guys. We're that. flying I, right now. I, well, I didn't well, know. Why would we go through all thirty-two teams? I thought. Why not? You know what? It's thirty-two teams you got. Throw when
3: one shows up, it's a beautiful treat. Yeah. I was
5: workshopping one that I that I tossed out that I could just throw out there. Yes, um, please. Just, just like now, back to uh, like now, featuring the original recipe, or like now, back to the original recipe, <laughs> yeah, or something that like sounds that. Good. You know, because it's like now they are once again like a boring plotting offense with like a uh like a, a, a quarterback who does nothing but release the ball in time and you know and everybody seems to love it you know
2: my mine would be more yeah like something directed towards the fans just from the team just being like saying don't cheer too loud when we bench cam everyone thinks we're racist <laughs> so that would be my slogan like yeah mine is kind of the voice of the fans mac jones that's more like it
1: all right Dolphins anybody Dolphins I got double the OCs oh he's a GC little John Gonzalez (laughs) inside (laughs) baseball callback John Ronald Gonzalez born March 12 1977 is an American sports writer who's married and a broadcaster Colleen Wolf, John who's a Pisces resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs GC good call John Gonzalez Colleen's husband's been trying to get that off the ground for about oh
3: I don't know 15 years in our circle it's it's gotten off the ground um, up next, the New York Jets. I have one for the Jets. What do you got? Um, once you go Zach, you never go back.
2: Ooh. <laughs> After today, I kind of feel like it could be like, oh man, it's happening again. Uh, stop. That, that's the I slogan. <laughs> Tough day.
1: I don't really, This I can't believe it.
2: Yeah, I think
5: we... I, I don't know what the slogan is, but I do like uh, here in New York, like it's happening right before our eyes, where they're positing, they're 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 juxtaposing Robert Sala and Joe Judge, and like Robert Sala is like this wonderfully calm, yeah, uh, Zen human, and then Joe Judge is like screaming at everybody um, and yelling at everybody, and he has not backed down from that at all, and he's like, yeah, I don't yell at my players, and and that has kind of continued, and it has been sort of the best. So like the slogan would almost be like. Best head coaching fight since, yeah. like Rex and Tom Coughlin. You know, whereas mm. like we used to have that fun dynamic where it was like uh, polar opposites, and I feel like we're we're back there again. Which is or very just enjoyable. like look
2: at Big Blue. You know, if if nothing else, I think they they are the team you want to be right now in New York, the Jets. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I'm still so uh, broken hearted about the Carl Lawson development here, but uh, I think as a Jets fan.
6: I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> right.
1: Just stay on the, on the positive side of things, and um, I'll go with this for their slogan. The New York Jets.
0: A boy will lead them.
1: What do you think? It's like the music my aunt listens to. Yeah.
0: It's like the start of like a long journey.
2: He's a, he, We've talked about him appearing to be a small... Not small, because he's not small, but uh, just a boy. Uh, I like it. Because it's like the beginning of a long adventure. You don't have to get to the end. You don't have to get to the Lord of the Ring yet. This is like the start of nine hours straight. Get,
3: I mean, get a right. lot of boys are very <laughs> disorganized. They're still figuring things out. So I, I hope that when you say boy that you're not looking for the pure traits of a person who's not an adult, to lead a franchise. Well, it's like,
1: you you get it, Mark. You have some biblical uh, knowledge. I mean, uh, a young child will lead them. We're looking at him as a Christ-like figure more than ever now that uh, what's happening on the other side of the football. I
3: mean, this comes a week after you compared this to your Sam Darnold fetish and said, I'm not going down this road again. I'm more (laughs) philosophical this time. And now you've compared him to... I am.
1: I, okay. I am trying to take a step back, especially after the news that today I am again fully aware of the the curse that my organization is still dealing with after the Joe Namath Super Bowl. Like I'm still, I understand that, so I'm trying to take a step back. But the organization, they need to get behind the young kid now more than ever. The a- AFC North. How about your Cleveland Browns, Mark?
3: I didn't do one for them. All right. Anybody else? Mm, no big. All problem. right. <laughs> How about this? If I knew
2: we were going, if I knew the format was going through all 32 teams, yeah, then, I feel grossly yeah. unprepared now. I think it's fine it's that some ready. get
3: no attention; they're yeah, still workshopping They, they don't okay. deserve
2: a slogan. How about for the Browns? Do you trust us?
1: Mm. Yeah,
3: I like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's where they're. I got one for the
1: Bengals the next challenge. Challenge. Don't trust us. Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: So the ba- the, the Bengals could just be <laughs> check the dossier. <laughs> I have one for the Bengals too. Okay. I do too. It's a little bit more of an in-house slogan to everyone who works there. It says, please line up at the machine in the corner over there to punch your time cards each day at 5 p.m. Paychecks will be direct deposited or <laughs> mailed in paper form on Fridays at 11 a.m. Just that's check Cincinnati. the box. That's just, good. Just do it's your good job. to get that information out there. Low level.
1: It's, it's like that's internal information, but it's also in case they miss like an, an email. If it's on like the media guide, uh, they'll probably see it there. who else had one i i just went
5: with it's football because like you know it's 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 very like straightforward and legal um because like you're not promising anybody anything um and theoretically the product that you're putting out there is is football yeah stadiums
2: downtown i didn't realize like how much the stadium is very just downtown and walkable till uh being in Cincinnati this summer. It's just like, hey, what a great day. Good. How it's about a, that? It's, it's it's the Cincinnati Bengals. The stadium is downtown. Why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh for Steelers I had, we're still here, Mark.
3: And Ooh. Connor for that matter. I like that a
2: lot. <laughs> mine is mine is similar, um, but it's if you thought our fans were obnoxious before, just wait until the Seven Revenge Tour. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong just edit out the word revenge there upon reading it um all right for the ravens i had
1: preseason is the reason for the season (laughs) (laughs) and uh the ravens are riding well actually we actually have a trailer um that i wanted to debut on the show uh for the baltimore ravens because this podcast is very exciting
0: in a world where exhibition football was mocked diminished and marginalized one team had the guts to take a stand. Five years. The is in the end game. 18 victories. Big rush coming. McSorley throws touchdown. Zero defeats. Oh, man, you know, fake Intercepted. The Baltimore Ravens simply won't lose.
6: It means a lot. I mean, it means, you know, whether it's a winning streak or just the idea of how you approach the game, I just think it's a credit to the players in terms of preparation and the coaches over the years in terms of we run a good training camp, an off-season program, and guys are ready to play. You know, good fundamental football. And that's what wins, whether it's preseason or seasonal, or whatever it might be. So,
0: This August, the hay is in the barn. The hay is in the barn. How much fun is that? Summer school is in session. <laughs> Makes the catch as he inbounds. Touchdown for Sean Perry, And the Baltimore Ravens are going streaking in the quad. We're good. Can they be beat no fucking way coming soon to a theater near you <laughs> <So long>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> streaking in the quad they, they better not go one and two now, I mean um. Shout out. That is amazing production work by everyone Erica. involved. Beautiful. Great, great voice. And great job by Rick Gosselin for pointing out the 18-game winning streak. Because I don't think anyone even noticed other than him. It's you know how relieved John Harbaugh was when somebody
5: brought it up? Like, he was just like, oh, thank God. Uh, okay, let me talk he about leaked this. It. Yeah.
2: My my slogan, um, we're not just crab cakes and Cal Ripken anymore, doesn't feel as, like, meaningful after hearing that video. <laughs> That was Jason
1: Zumwalt, of course, on the voiceover.
3: Wow. What a talent. A talent, yep.
1: AFC South. Let's see. I got Texans. See you in 2025.
5: Mm. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I have a Texans one. (laughs) Okay. Um, The main slogan that you would see all around the stadium is called Ride the Multicolored Turtle from Sheba with an exclamation mark. And it's like, hey, so what does that mean? But in the small type, um, it says every fan ages three and up receives a tab of LSD with their game day ticket. Place said tab under tongue during the national anthem. One in 16 becomes a gorgeous rainbow. We respect you. <laughs> so imagine, instructional.
2: Yeah, just imagine the the billboard there. It's going all around the stadium. I love it. Um, I do like
1: the instructional nature of your slogans, Mark.
3: <laughs> I'm not very good at slogans, so I, you know...
2: I've got I've got some are. Texans related ones which is okay. just um the 2021 Jacksonville Jaguars. We're not the Texans. <laughs> I just think like <laughs> that would be like a, a big hit and then the Texans uh, 21 21 slogan which is just stop asking. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> just stop sh- asking. Leave the us sh- alone.
1: Deshaun Watson's lack of awareness was outrageous when he kind of barked at a-, a cameraman that was training the lens on him as he's walking off the practice field last week—it's like the same thing every day. What, like, upset that you're being put on camera, dude? You—you're kind of a story, yeah. whether you want
2: to be or not. in by the way, um, doing like incredible work. I am thankful for her. I'm thankful for she's all over this. Companies like Sports Illustrated that don't have television deals, you know, with the NFL that are able to do this sort of reporting because we, we get a lot of grief and we've talked about this, you know, Deshaun Watson quite a bit, I think, but I think the NFL media gets a lot of um, understandable and needed grief for how like we've handled Deshaun Watson, but it's like uh, ESP. If you have noticed ESPN pro football talk with NBC, like everyone who are also employees of the NFL because they're getting paid by the NFL because they're partners, their coverage is, is just as, um, Regrettable, I would say, would be my word. Like it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's I, on my radar
5: for for the slogan. Like, so I at first I imagined like you know what the Texans need to do is lean into what they are uh, beyond you know kind of the tire fire that's engulfed the organization, which is like they just have this hilarious old man as a head coach and who's just comically lost and like I, I would drape. On the sides of the stadium, like these large, like powerful pictures of him, like almost like Stalin
2: in in Russia, you know what I mean? And then sure. like, and then like just, Sean Payton in in the year he yeah, was suspended. And then, the, those big posters, true do propaganda.
5: We, do, do we get beeps on this? Can I can I say? Sure. Something? Can be, yeah, Let it rip, buddy. Yeah. So it'd be like you know, it's like it's Cully time, motherfucker. You know, like, really, like, <laughs> I mean into you know, like, everything's got to be, like, Cully. You know, like, it just, like, really bang the people over the head with it, you know?
1: I'll, you got to put the focus somewhere if, if you're management trying to get the fan base excited. Build it around Grandpa Cully. All right, AFC West. Um, for the Chargers, and this is, like, my mom's old thing where she says, uh, if you say something you don't want to happen, don't spit in the scoy. Well, hmm. About Chargers. What could
2: possibly go wrong? <laughs>
3: Are they saying I that like with
2: confidence, that. like we feel confident? Hey, what could possibly it go wrong? It, it has been a right. pretty quiet month, um, which get which gets to my Charger slogan too, which is just have you seen Justin Herbert? That's all. Mm -hmm. Just like, who else? That's like an actual slogan they could use on a billboard here. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, Rams don't have have Justin Herbert. Like, have you seen Justin Herbert? This is amazing. We lucked into this guy.
1: What about, don't make your season ticket package a business decision. Actually go to the games.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I had, see, I went in a different direction there. I had for the Chargers, you had me at hello. uh, Because... Have you listened to Brandon Staley talk? Like this Thank is the you. most engaging human on planet Earth. Mm. Like it's um, what's the line from Superbad? It's like the first time I heard the Beatles. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> watching their little um, watching their little snippet of I, and, and I'm granted I'm I'm like uh I, I'm the target audience there. I just melt into a puddle every time I hear like rapid fire coach talk. You like and that. Mark, but he, he yeah. is right there. No, with we're, on, yeah. we're
3: two peas in a pod with Staley, and I I'm with yeah. you. He sold me on like that first round <laughs> of pressers that he did i was like you know listening to a beautiful nerd um, and i don't mean like a bad version of a nerd like the good aspects of a nerd on sundays um, you can literally
2: run across from the office i realized like i guess we should have known this but it like the entrance is literally like Hundred feet away from our office, you could just run over in the middle and watch your boy Brandon Staley. Sounds chaotic. I don't That's know if you true. could get in. There, they'll have a. By the time we actually get there,
1: I'm sure they'll have a seven foot wall with barbed wire. <laughs> there, there is a wall separating there so
2: us. The, there's a wall, but you know you gotta move around.
1: Like, oh, do you, sir? Do you have $175 to enter the stadium?
2: No. Um, I got the out. Chiefs in this division right. too. Um, got? My my chief slogan is. Be grateful for our existence. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) have some gratitude, Chiefs fans. You haven't had a uh, a, a playoff win in, what, 20-plus years before Mahomes. This is the best part. It's like why I always say week one is the best week of the NFL season because you got the most ahead of you. It's like this is still the best part of the Mahomes experience. You're in year four. You've already got a Super Bowl in your pocket. You went to another. like. Everything is ahead of you. Just be grateful. Be well, grateful. You can I, I just say, like I, a
3: lack of gratitude, like I, I was going to
1: say. I was at first. I said fair point. I said, what, what evidence does Greg have that the Chiefs fan base isn't no? It's just a good
2: reminder. As, these, as the years, maybe I'm projecting. Like a pre scolding. As, it's a pre- as a scolding. Patriots fan. <laughs> like they, the Patriots fan still had all that gratitude going into 2004. I would say, like that was the time where it started stacking these years. Oh, up so and you're that's looking where it, here. Yeah, it really turned into obnoxious. Um, fan behavior around it, right around that.
1: All right. Um, let's move to. Well, I have for the Raiders. If we stink, it's Mayock's fault, or maybe the QBs. <laughs> <All> that deflection <laughs> over like that. in the, the desert. All right. NFC. NFC. Whoa, whoa, East. whoa, whoa. We're missing. Whoa, you got one? You got another one? missing the Denver Broncos, right? Whoa, what do you got? Uh, you have to
5: say it in the right voice, and I've kind of been practicing it a little bit. Um, it's kind of like football, like mom used to make. You know? Like it has to be like. In a really, like, Italian voice, and (laughs) I I think the reason that I like it is because their their coach is an old Italian man from Scranton, and like he's built this like dream vision of a of a team that like right. a, a an elderly man from Scranton would build like this in, unstoppable defense uh, a running game a great offensive line and perhaps a quarterback we don't know like there might not be one but uh it, you know in in that way it's sort of like if I'm going out I'm going out exactly how you know uh, I I I would my my 90 year old high school football coach would go out
2: <laughs> Connors' and slogan's all sound like like slogans, like they've been tested, no, like, you, like they, you, you scored well with the fans and focus groups. I love it. I, yeah, you know, I, so that's why I didn't do a lot of them. But,
5: you know, the, the work that went into this, you know, was, you're, hitting home, yeah. you're, hitting, you're home hitting home runs. You're
3: hitting
1: home runs. Exactly. Yeah. You only play against um, lefty pitchers, uh, but you mash. Your OPS is through the roof in your <laughs> platoon role. Um, in the NFC, it's over the uh, East for the Washington Football Team, we can't have a slogan until we have a name. That's that's where I'm coming from. Mm. I know I'm I, I'm not uh probably uh, being outnumbered three to one on. Oh, it's so cool, Washington. Well, football that's why team.
2: that's why my my slogan would be more leaning into it, which is more that we are the football team.
3: Like well, that's pretty. They're good. the ones that's pretty good. Oh, well, they have a the list of the all the names they're considering. Um, <laughs> I'm not we a fan a of almost team. any of them at all. Like, I would stick with football team. Like the rest, if of they win the division. Just... They're
2: not changing the name. i I. I would. I would put a sandwich on it. That's I a love kind of. We
1: are the football team because I'm picturing it on a billboard, and it's so stupid. But then you look at it, and it's like that's pretty good. You got to bold it out. You got to
2: bold the <laughs> "the" out, you know, or something, or make it all right. caps. the the, you know, you got to make that part exciting. Yeah, uh, I would just go
5: with like, please,
2: please don't call us the
5: defenders. Would be like the- <laughs> right <laughs> because that's going to get so uncomfortable like right away. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they- or how the spe- about
3: if the defense falls off a cliff and at some point is it the worst defense in the league for five years and your nickname is the defenders?
5: Yeah,
2: Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. In your I don't face. Know came up with some of these names. In your face. Ones um, like
3: the red pigs or the red hogs. Like, what do we? Come on here. The red pigs. Is that up for? That I mix? like that that's a lot, and I don't think that's one of them. But that, red pigs would Some, be fantastic. Someone delicious. online
5: photoshopped uh, <laughs> the the, 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 ter, Terry McLaurin in a Red Wolves jersey. I guess Red Wolves was a thing, and like there was like these that's claws, one them, yeah. claws coming down, like bloody claws coming down his shoulders, <laughs> and then it's and then the, their slogan it was like Washington Red Wolves. We won't concern ourselves with the opinions of sheep, you know, because <laughs> oh, no. and I was just like, wow, like that would be. So bad that it would be the best thing for the franchise, like that's what you do you you <laughs> yeah. lean into the worst like nickname of all time, and you just totally rebrand i
1: I really like that I feel like the the guiding principle should be if you could if the name conjures up an image of Jake Rudin as your quarterback um then you you're not a professional like n f l level team name and go <laughs> yeah. back to the uh the shop um all right. Uh, for the New York Giants, uh, Ricky, can you play the, the Mara clip um, from his recent press availability?
2: We're all on the hot seat. You know, I mean, with, with our fans <laughs> in particular, we've given them too many losing seasons. It's time for us to start winning. But no, I wouldn't say
6: that. I, I wouldn't say that's inaccurate.
1: The New York Giants, even the freaking owner is on the hot seat. No mm. one's ever heard of that before. It's never happened. An owner has never been on the hot seat until the 2021 New York Giants. I believe it. I think he he, he resigns in shame if the Giants go seven and ten. No you doubt. Guys buy it.
3: Totally. He'd he's, walk
1: away from it all. He he's
3: literally
5: been saying this every year <laughs> since well, I started covering the team in 2010. And there's uh, like every year he comes out and does his yearly availability. And then someone says, "Is there a playoff mandate?" And he said we're all on the hot seat. uh, (laughs) But a quick, like boring story is like when Tom Coffin was there, the big thing was every year he had a slogan and it was terrible. And it was always like from some, picture book he probably read on General Patton or something like that right before the season started. Picture and, book! But, but it was like a very <laughs> like frantic thing where it was like wh- which beat reporter is going to be the first guy to identify the slogan and like sometimes the players would in the very early days of Twitter like maybe hashtag it and then you're like is that the slogan and like you know and then you'd get there and it'd be like burn the boats or you know we're going all in <laughs> or like you know uh, secure the borders or something you know like w- one of those things. And That's and what that-
1: McCarthy did with the Austin Powers thing. He clearly watched that on netflix uh and and decided oh yeah mojo that's that's our whole thing but which by the way if you had a whole off season to prepare a speech
5: and and that's what you came up with like <laughs> it's like not a good and, and you knew you were gonna be on hard
2: knocks like if i'm jerry jones i'm like
3: who the hell did i hire i like, think
2: it's just it's human
3: capacity we're, we're dealing with there i don't it's my think number i think one, you know,
2: it's my number one takeaway from every hard knock season is Has any one of these speeches ever helped any team at all? Like, think of the amount of man hours wasted. (laughs) I'm I'm sure maybe a couple of them have, but for the most part, think of, like, all the time that's wasted that's not helped anyone in one, like, degree. (laughs) And they'd still just do it all the time.
1: Speaking of the Cowboys, anybody got one for them? I
5: I have one. I, I have offense not available in certain participating locations. Uh, just <laughs> because it's like, uh, I, I guess it was like a way to get to the fact that like Mike McCarthy sort of lied about everything that he knew about offense leading up to this and that sometimes they look really great and then sometimes they look like the 2011 Packers. And so um, uh, depending on which game you dip- you attend, you, you really don't know what, what's coming.
3: So you're not buying McCarthy's epiphany year where he apparently mm. went out and... Was you know downloaded into the motherboard like eighty eight thousand other offensive concepts, and it come back, and it's just the same guy. Don't he forget was like,
1: about mojo moments, guys. You got to factor told, that into the offense this year.
3: He told Peter King, he's like, I'm
5: going to hire eleven math guys, and like, and then you go to like the the team uh, the team website, and it's like, where are the math guys? There's no, it's <laughs> the Yo, same thing you yeah. got to be
2: a subscriber to get, oh, yeah, to, get yeah, in, yeah. to get to the math guy section. Yeah. He
1: hired, like, 11 sixth grade math teachers <laughs> at an area elementary schools and middle schools.
2: And even
5: then, um, they could teach him, like, you know, hey, hey let's go forward and forth. I've got the, uh,
2: the Eagles, um, which uh, the slogan would be, Siriani, more like Siri-yummy. <laughs> oh, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. <laughs> just, haven't seen just it in person yet. Like but... Yeah,
2: lean into... Um, his the sex appeal, appeal to, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, to younger women. To everyone, just like it's Siri yummy. All
1: right, I like that. Uh, I back say- to Cowboys. I had a uh, clean gooch, full hearts, can't lose.
3: <laughs> that's money. That man and I just, maybe were get on, introduced uh, Hard to with gooch
2: that. this week in Hard Knocks, but I, I was not familiar with that. Really? Thing. Neither was Dan, apparently. No, it was not. No, I, wasn't. Huh. I wasn't. That area of the body.
0: You're showing your age.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. I don't, I don't give a shit.
3: Every. Well we in still day, have would... that area of the body, so she's it's not <laughs> like we aren't we still are part of the experience.
1: <laughs> I mean, I will give it to the youth of America. I actually like Gooch better than uh oh, yeah. the other ones. That's, that's right. That. I think I think you guys have hit on something here. Good job with everything else too. Um, NFC North. Anybody got one from the North? Missing I have the Giants a, I have by the two way. For in the the East. I have
5: two for the the what so what's that, Connor? You missing the giants in the East. All right, what do you man.
1: got for the Giants?
5: We ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> Roddy Piper, no, Jessie Predator. Majura. Predator. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, just because I, I was there for the practice where Joe Judge freaked out and every, made everybody do laps and push-ups, and it was oh. uh, it was phenomenal. It was like uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before in my life. And it was do you fantastic. think? Do
1: you get the vibe that that's uh he's kind of messing with something here? He's in a little bit of uh, putting himself in danger. Put it that way. In 2021, with this type of style, do you think this is going to work long term? Even Long term being December. This is the bellwether.
5: I actually wrote this. That this is the bellwether for whether anybody else is going to try this again. Right? Mm. Like he is the last guy. I feel like if this doesn't work, then the tough guy coach goes basically out the window. Mm. Like Bell, and then Belichick is steak. the last guy that's able to Lot do of that. You know, because you so you can't come in hot anymore and and do that. You have to like in in five years, everybody is going to look like um, like like Kyle Shanahan, like, the official coaching uniform will change from, like, a polo to, like, a Patagonia sleeveless vest and, like, a checkered Gingham shirt on the sideline. Like, everyone's going to look like that guy, you know? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing either. No. This this approach works if you win. Look at Belichick. It's like, he got to win. That's that's what matters the most. Um, NFC North.
5: I got... I got the Vikings right, which is what do you, got? Uh, you know, which is just <coughs> no, it's not COVID, um, or, or like or like oh, How does it's just that a cold. look on a billboard. Yeah. How does that look? Yeah. Like you know, just be like maybe it's or, like a video or you could say like put your mask on. Our quarterback's about to call a play, you know. Uh, and uh,
1: what if uh, like the the Viking uh, helmet or the logo or whoever their mascot is, and then it's just locked in a a, a glass. Or a plexiglass cage, like the quarterback
2: wants to be. Like, you just kind of get like that, that out there. Imagery. It's a visual, yeah. Um, um, I've got the Packers, uh, which, yeah. which uh, their slogan's going to be like, okay, 13-3 and three wasn't good enough for you. Watch this.
3: I have a Packers <laughs> one, too. Um just be happy. <laughs> with this Packers one, you'd need to – you'd have to imagine yourself um, in the stadium. The This Elton John version of this song is blasting in the – and the tagline is, the is back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. A little That's complaining short. quarterback is back in the house. But then you oh. sell it in a different way.
1: I don't know how he's going to... He's probably going to put that on Gutekunst when he sees the billboard outside. That, you out. know what? You know what? Madison. For all these
3: people that are so hardcore on the other side, they can view it through that lens. It's really through whatever you want to see it as.
1: I like that. The Lions, um, you know, this is a rebuilding situation for the Lions, so you got to kind of look to find your positives here about Detroit lions. We have the strongest coach and then just leave it at that. They do physically. He's the strongest coach.
2: I it's absolutely true. I mean, he is a guy like he looks good getting off the bus. They always say that about football teams. Why not your coaching staff?
3: Well, more and more. So I think that's true. My lions one was, um, you could pair it with that. Um, if times get tough, but, you can switch over to Little House on the Prairie after the first quarter if you wish. It's fine. We totally get it.
1: <laughs> I love that you keep those Little I, House on the Prairie refs strong in the 21st I, century. I
2: was thinking it would be funny if one <laughs> of the slogans and lines I guess would fit for this was just like, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah, that's mean, right? I think uh, it's any, more like others. You know,
5: we're trying the Mike Vrabel thing, you know, like Lions. Like we're trying okay. the Mike Vrabel thing, you know. We're okay. just you know see if they could do it,
1: you know. NFC South. I got one for the Saints. Do your job, even if we didn't do our job reinforcing our roster in the off season. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I have a Saints big one. High,
1: big Sean Payton head. Yeah, Mark. My,
3: my Saints one is FYI. We might kind of bite, butt TBD, just a heads up. And you kind of yes. just have that as like a long bear
2: that goes. Why are so negative? Um, but uh, my, my Saints one is, if you love the 2020 Pats, you'll love us. Oh. I was sort <laughs> of saying you. the same thing, Greg. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
2: what I mean. It's, I think no, we're I all feel saying the same feel, thing. That's why I feel bad. We're all, we're all piling on a little bit.
5: Just was going to say, Blake, please, please enjoy Sean Payton as
2: the head coach of your 2022 Dallas Cowboys. Would be we're still yeah. Yeah. I love that dots. that's one of my favorite rumors I do have a Panthers one uh, which is who rules
0: Matt rules <laughs> thumbs up
1: <laughs> Sam Darnold better play along to make that billboard make sense can I, I had, back have had Justin the left? Fields <laughs> I mean I feel like that the, you know the fans are thinking it so why not make it the slogan uh finally unless you had one there in the south Connor? I know you got to get going in a minute.
5: My Panthers one was just, uh, can our quarterback throw to the left?
1: We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, the, uh, NFC West is kind of a real one for me. The Seahawks cook or die. This is it. Just Mm. lean into it. Give Russ 17 weeks. And if he falls on his face, you learn something about him, the offense, Mm. the state of this team, cook or die, cook or die.
2: I do like the short ones. I have to admit, uh, those, those just, they sing. What I have a Niners have? one. You want a okay. Niners one?
3: Yeah. This would be on, on, on top of the big bell bottom. They build like a hundred yard long billboard that also goes up about 30 yards. And it just says, anyone smell a think piece? I think what's going to happen with this team is it's going to be everyone, all, all everyone, including me, everyone loves Shanahan. And when Shanahan does a lot of amazing stuff with Trey Lance, the fanboys, and it's kind of, I just feel kind of like something that I thought I liked a lot more than other people. Everyone's going to like Kyle Shanahan the same and write a billion by week five or six insane think pieces all over the internet about what he's done with Trey Lance and the revolution. And wow. so that sign is just going to be like, you know, anyone smell a think piece. We should do these
2: slogans at the beginning of training camp. I
3: feel like we're getting like a cynical fourth week of
2: training camp. We're uh, ready for the season to start a uh, bunch of slogans, but I do have a 49ers one too. Cool. Uh, mine is, uh, this is going to be just like 2012 without that Harbaugh timeout. <laughs> I
1: see a theme with yours as well, Greg. A lot of callbacks to past seasons. Some people will have to do maybe a
2: Wikipedia search, but they'll connect those dots. Yeah, that's fair. The 49ers a, fans know. I feel like, it, yeah, it's directed.
3: I've got a Cardinals one, but I will need uh, Ricky to, to bring it up for us if she's
0: there. Hey you sailor. If you're looking for a good time with a team that feels destined to go 8-8-1, and 1, come on over, big boy.
2: <laughs> that was the Cardinals? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> They're just kind of selling yeah. what they are. Probably the, one of the most likely teams in the league to go 8-8-1 and 1 for the first time in NFL history. But it could be fun.
1: Remember our uh, ATN intern? Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: What was his name or her name?
0: Kyle,
2: Kyle, that's right. <laughs> that's the slogan for the Forty ers Kyle, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Connor, <laughs> you have a podcast to record.
5: Yeah, you got, and and you should listen to it. You going to listen to it? You want to listen
1: to it? Uh, right now, or
2: well, when you're done, you know. Yes. It, what it I'll comes, do is it this comes
1: out on Mondays. Do. I gotta pick up. You're my taping kids it from...
3: Thursday to come out on Monday.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, oh wow, yeah, that's
3: cutting edge. What ha- what happens if anything happens at all between now and then?
5: <laughs> we do we do add segments. Uh we we've done that. Uh Sunday is normally like our our wiggle room day, you know. Just in Very case anything gets crazy, you know.
1: I'm going to give wow. it a listen for your for your that sake. That seems like a yeah. Okay, well yes, yeah, we're going to listen. A,
2: there's You've an entire asked. week of preseason uh ahead. So if you're looking for, you know, slightly older content, <laughs> I just tune I was... in Monday. <laughs> Anyway, Sorry, check Connor. it out.
1: The, it is the MMQB uh, podcast, I believe it's called, correct? That's it. Yeah. And follow Connor at Connor or That's one N, two R's on the last name, one R on the first name. It just made it even more complicated to try to find him, but <laughs> you'll find him. And one day, he'll be the, the cover story for a Super Bowl gamer. I feel it. Connor, you're a, You're a hero. Forever. well
5: it was great to see you guys and thank you for having me on and uh let's uh let's all get together soon ah, now that we've all
1: got the
0: jab <laughs> get the jab <laughs> get the, everybody get the jab yeah all right there
1: he goes connor or
0: <laughs> there he goes
1: the iconic connor or get him the key to the city might not if you're still listening i don't know if the man in power um was involved
2: uh, that was involved with the initial mm-hmm. gift
1: giving is still in office, but a lot uh, of
2: political upheavals have gone down since 2015 <laughs> or whenever that <laughs> right. story was. Hopefully, the Minot uh, infrastructure is still in place because they were. Why good not? Minot?
3: He was uh, an operative too. I don't think he was like the highest. I think mean, he was a regular guy who listened <laughs> the to the operative. show. So I'm not sure what his deal was. By the way, like Minot, North Dakota has some of the grisliest ties to the Son of Sam case. That you will find anywhere, which I believe mm-hmm. I've tried to get you guys. I've texted you all this before. No one ever responds, but um, <laughs> now Netflix. I believe it's Netflix or Prime has this Son of Sam's documentary, and Minot is featured hardcore in like episode three. So if you are a deep diver, check it out.
2: All right. If if I do get, into I don't that, want the key I'll, to that I'll city after what I saw. But yeah, oh, it's really? a tough spot when you like wake up on a Saturday and you see the three tiered. Sessler uh tweet storm or text storm from like one thirty in the morning the night before about the son of sam because it's, it's like the next morning
3: like do you respond then it's
2: like why why no apologies
3: him? for sharing my interest with my cohorts <laughs> and friends i'll i'll step away from that
1: please never stop sending it i i yeah don't always re- reply because whatever's going on on mark time wherever you are sometimes just does not connect with what's going on in other people's times, so I don't, I can't really interface, but I also I like suspect that you portal. have me
3: on mute in various um, formats at times. So I've never to had that. you on
1: mute. Never. Yeah. All right. As promised, before we go, uh, you heard Chris uh, in a little flashback to 2013 when he first, uh... by the way, you didn't just hear Chris, you actually heard a little snippet of the producer that stole our Stitcher. That was like, it's a real oh, okay. Time I didn't machine. know that. Okay. That's what that was from. Got it. <laughs> and it's great to hear Wes's voice. And Ricky uh, did a great job digging up the rest of what I believe is a early conversation about the famed Bengals dossier. So, um, as opposed to playing out with our standard uh, music playout, I will say this: heed the call. And now we throw it to, you know, we hop in the time machine uh, when we're all together. Uh, and Wes was explaining to us his divorce from his boyhood team. Take it away, Mr. Wesling. wesley,
2: wesley and I couldn't help notice you came into the office today with a big file of 1987 paperwork it looks or like something my, like that. What is this? Check out the
4: highlights and underlines and everything. So this is wow. There it is. <laughs> wow. That's the Holy
1: Grail. That is exactly what Wes has been speaking of. For weeks, he has an entire file. What? How do you describe it again?
4: It, it, well, it was a legal file folder when I used to work at a law firm. Yes. I had one of the legal files, but it's now in like a hanging file folder. But what
1: is it exactly?
4: This is my evidence for why I broke up with the Bengals about 15 <laughs> years ago. It's, uh, it's various articles and research about how they ran their operation at the time and why I felt the need after they left me at the altar. To not go back to uh, their loving arms. This
2: is, a, this is wonderful madness, Wes. This is insane. He has highlighted articles from Salon.com places that...
4: <laughs> Remember King Kaufman from Salon.com? <laughs> Don't
2: even exist anymore. Some weird iteration of ESPN. He has a 1998 article from the Enquirer entitled, Mike Brown's Was Contribution th- to the Lunatic Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> How
4: about uh, bangles charging $3 for tap water? <laughs> <laughs> that's the most Bengals article ever I like have how you could,
1: ever clearly this all these were printed up on a Netscape browser <laughs> right. with a 56k <laughs> dial-up connection hey, at look, like I don't, a library computer lounge
4: I don't take sports loyalty lightly and if you're going to break up with your team I think you have to, have a, you have to make a case have so you I, you I made felt, a case
3: have they ever lured you back to potential fandom and then you've gone to visit this legal file for evidence no. of why not? No. did no. you?
2: Were you doing this at the time, or then you decided, okay, I'm <laughs> going to break up, and then I went back and printed all these out?
4: I would say half and half. Like, some of those articles are from 98 when I broke up with them, and then maybe by 2002 they were having another re- really historically awful season, and I thought, okay, maybe I have to remind myself of why I broke up with this team. And did,
1: And did you... Ever pre- did you ever present your case? Is there someone that you do present such
4: a case to? Well, every once in a while there'll be some very short sighted, ignorant fan who will have this opinion <laughs> that you can never break up with a team and you have they think loyalty is only a one way street. The fan has to be loyal but the franchise doesn't. And at that point, maybe I can go get my research and show them why exactly this. People forget because the Bengals have had a few good re- years how bad <laughs> of an operation they were. Right. It was a, for a long, spell. long time. The worst operation I've seen in sports. I,
2: I have one that's accusing Mike Brown of breaking constitutional rights of freedom of speech. I have another, <laughs> which I forgot about, where the. Bengals, I guess, lightly threatened to move to Cleveland. Did you remember this at all? Something no, with that city officials. People forget about deals. all the
3: egregious things they did. How can the Bengals threaten to move to another city with a team that already implanted? No, or was, it was it during the? It, hey, look, was I, I, the, I was hoping the they'd go.
1: There. I'm looking at something here. Wes scrawled it in crayon that the <laughs> Bengals and Brown were in the grassy knoll in, in <laughs> Dallas, '63.
2: Well, this now is we, madness. we understand Wesseling's... Uh, Divorce from the Bengals better I not I still
1: don't understand. It actually leaves more questions than answers. <laughs> we
4: can talk about this over beers.
1: We will, and we will. I don't know how we get back on track because I want to dig through. <laughs> Literally, I, I feel like we're not describing it properly. There's probably, what, 300 pieces of paper in yeah, that file? Yeah, we will
2: uh, take a photo of this and uh, send it out on our tri- Twitter account, uh, yeah, some highlights, you and, and you guys can take a look. Oh, boy.